Hey there, Fellowship family. Welcome to your one-stop shop for all things church life. My name is Mark Francis, and I am once again your host for today. It's exciting to be with a crowd of people in the booth today. And um, I just want to recap where we've been. You know, we are in the overflow series. It's an overflow focus. In the last couple of episodes, we've got a chance to hear about how we're called to use the one another's and overflow in our own lives within our family. And you think about the different audiences of who should receive a one another. You can say love one another, serve one another, encourage one another, pray for one another. We've heard from families recently, and I'm excited because today I have some youth with us. But before I even turn to you guys over here, I'm going to look to my left, the audience well, right. Let's address the elephant in the room. You know Mr. what I mean? Caleb Pearson. Found his way back on Fellowship Fam. Fellowship Family. This Different is very chair, impressive. This is good. Party I've been excited buddy. for this for weeks. This has now, been weeks in the planning. Give us your, your official title here at church. Yeah, so Director of Student Ministries. So okay. I have the the honor and privilege of working with uh, these two that you'll introduce shortly. Yep. Uh, but yeah, working with 7th through 12th grade students, and it's a ton of fun. And, and that's, I think, having you on this particular episode is, is valuable because as we talk about families, um, mm -hmm. unpack for us a little bit of the ministry at church, because as, as you talk about it, it's really not up to the church to train youth sure. and kids. It's up to the families. So yeah. just walk us through what the values and visions are here. Yeah, the, the whole vision of, of Fellowship Students, our youth ministry here, is to partner with parents in the discipleship of their children, right? So we really want to fight that that mentality that that the, the spiritual job is the few hours a week I can spend with them, uh, but but more so as the church body comes together and, and worships on weekends mm -hmm. and we have events for youth, we really instill in the families, hopefully all these resources we have and, and an outlet for these kids to come together mm -hmm. uh, and glorify the Lord and, and just uh, grow in what it means to be discipled. Um, so it's not just for the students, it's for right. the parents as well. And, and it's that partnership. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it ties in well with with John Avery and the pastor of Family Life and, mm -hmm. you know, hosting all these different events and tying into the church-wide focus, which is yeah. super cool. Yeah. And so last week on our episode was a dad and daughter combo. Mm -hmm. And here we get a chance just to hear from the, the family, the kids themselves. No mm -hmm. parents around. So feel free to let her rip. I'm gonna look over here. Riley Combs, how are you? I'm good. Good to see you here. And have you ever been in this room before? I have before? not, no. This is very intense, right? <laughs> I've the been lights, in the tech booth for like three minutes microphones, total. <laughs> all those things. So um, walk us through how old are you, what grade you're in, and who are your parents and family and sisters, siblings, brothers? Yeah, um, I'm 16. I'm a junior. Um, I go to Sharando. Mm -hmm. Um, and I have, I live with my parents and my younger brother who's 13 and, um, yeah, we're just constantly moving. It feels like constantly moving. So always on the go. Yeah. Shout out to Micah Combs, by the way. Yeah. I was going to do it for guy. you. And then I decided to let <laughs> you, you knew do it I yourself. Would. Yeah. I knew it was going to happen. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. I've get a chance to, you know, just hear about how your family, family operates a little bit. But then next to me is Josh Lou. How are you? Pretty good. You're not related to Riley, right? <laughs> I am apparently not. No. Okay. So it's neat that we just have this kind of dynamic here of hearing kind of for your perspectives, what goes on in family and how you guys interact with each other and relate to one another. And it's not that any of you guys are perfect, but we want to hear stories. So Josh, what really brought you here to Fellowship Bible Church? I, I think you have a unique story to share. So... I've personally attended here physically for about two years mm -hmm. and almost two years, actually. Mm -hmm. And I've basically heard of FBC, this name, since the day one of my life. Uh -huh. My dad has uh, 
has been one of the supporters of being supported by FBC mm -hmm. and partner with FBC. Mm. So, and he would join the global missions meetings for years and he would tell me about FBC and mm. how awesome the people are. Mm. Apparently it is. <laughs> and, <laughs> and you weren't living here and he is halfway across the world. Yes. And that's where you grew up, mm -hmm. right? We don't have to talk about cities and stuff like that, but it just, it, it's, it's a country far, far away, right? Yeah. And, and so you heard about FBC because your father partners with our global missions program here at FBC. And there's been just a, a unique relationship of how we can support him and his missionary work. I call it missionary work, but, you know, just mission <laughs> field in, in your country. So what then brought you to live here in Winchester? So again, thanks to FBC, my dad's been friends with the Perkins family mm -hmm. for a long time. So Perkins family are able to host me, this wonderful fa family I, mm. I'm just so gracious for. Mm. And um, yeah, it's just like God has a plan and I have been receiving Christian education since I was third grade. Mm. Like we moved for around 7,700 miles yeah. mm. from a city to another city because that city has the Christian school that I needed. Mm. So we would move there and have the Christian education that I need. So yeah, and I'm able to transport my transcript here so I can, be accepted by the local Christian high school. Hmm. So you're living with the Perkins family. That's, that's Greg and Tammy. Greg is an elder here at the church, and they, they're longstanding members of our church, and they've graciously opened their home to you. And now you're going to school. Which yes. school are you going to here in town? So I've, I'm have i attending Legacy Christian Academy Okay. in Stephen City. Neat. And what grade are you in? I mean, 11th grade. 11th grade. A couple 11th graders. Amazing. Yeah. I love it. I didn't bring you any middle schoolers. No middle schoolers. <laughs> it wasn't quite time yet. We don't, so we don't have the padding on the walls for that to happen. <laughs> yeah, no. right? but it was funny though, because he's been watching the podcast and he said he could never figure out which room this was until 20 minutes ago. So My mom was asking me where this was. Yeah. She was it's like, great. you been yeah. in there? And I yeah. was like, no. Yeah. Well, that's changed. So well, there you go. again, the purpose of our conversation today is to unpack one another's. And, and if you guys can just share... Before how you interact with your own families, I'm just curious to hear about your personal testimony of how you came to know the Lord. Um, Riley, I'll start with you and just walk us through kind of your relationship with God. Yeah. So um, both of my parents are Christians and both of them went to um, uh, Shenandoah Valley Baptist Church, which was like where Eukarya is now mm -hmm. um, for a really long time. They graduated from Shenandoah Valley Christian Academy. So... Um, I grew up in a family that like had a placed a very strong value on Christianity and, um, just a different, like a personal relationship with God. I started to want to when pro I was probably like two or three, I don't know. Um, and, um, that was really where I think a lot of my spiritual growth happened. Um, I made it through, I hope this doesn't sound like bragging, I made it through all six books in my first year of Awana. <laughs> awesome. So just real quick, explain Awana to us. I mean, there's so, some scripture yeah. Bible memorization and um, studies. Awana stands for Approved Workmen Are Not Ashamed. Mm -hmm. And it's really just this like ministry where I don't even know if there is one around here anymore. Hmm. Um, but 
like starts with scripture memory and mm-hmm. getting kids into the word at a young age. Um, it presents the gospel um, right off the bat. And you have this chance to like form connections with leaders and play games and just learn more about God mm-hmm. through almost a youth group type activity, but with a super strong emphasis of Bible memorization. Mm-hmm. So you'd say you probably came to know the Lord at a really early age yes. through that. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. This is actually, I was thinking about this last night. Um, where I used to, I'll say, identify like my salvation point as being in first grade. Hmm. But I don't really think that's true anymore because as I've like come to know more like theologically, I'd say that it actually happened a lot earlier than that hmm. because I prayed like the sinner's prayer in first grade. <laughs> okay, And so it's like, that was my like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to go to hell moment. Mm. But I had known, like, I believed that Jesus died and rose again to save us mm. long mm-hmm. before that. Mm-hmm. Neat. Yeah, neat. Josh, I'll turn to you. You mentioned your father, you know, so you've heard of that FBC as a, as a young kid. When do you feel like the, that you came to faith in Christ? So for me, both of my parents and their family are Christians. And mm-hmm. especially for my dad, their family has been Christians for generations. And I basically, under their influence, I came in faith in Christ for, and I would say in kindergarten age, mm-hmm. and I would try to evangelize around my <laughs> classmates and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was a really good experience. And yeah, a lot of my, a lot of my cousins, like all of them believes in Christ, my mm-hmm. dad's side. And they would talk to me about Bible stories and I go to church and a lot of my, um, basically a lot of my childhood memories mm. are based around church life. So, yeah. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I can definitely like relate to what Josh is saying where like everyone growing up around me was a Christian. That was like something that was super strong because I didn't really have any of those family members. It was like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, like, no, they're not a Christian, mm. but for sure, even all my cousins my yeah. aunts, uncles, grandparents, hmm. my grandmother would, uh, my grandmother made us memorize John 316 at like such a young age. This is cool. <laughs> and yeah. I mean. um, she'll always like, that's one of, I think I have like my brother and two cousins, but that's one of our like core memories hmm. with her is hmm. like memorizing John 316 at two and three, like just. And she'll still bring it up and say, yeah, that was one of the first Bible verses I taught you. And it's true. Like, that's not where we first heard it, but that was definitely where we first memorized it. It's neat that, again, as families, digging into the Word right away together, studying, having just that, I mean, you don't even have a memory of (laughs) pre-God back, basically. Caleb, you you threw us some ringers here. I mean, is is this this a, is a staple here where it's, you know yeah, you have yeah. Our, our youth, youth is program. awesome. Yeah. Our youth is so awesome, <laughs> uh, and and so both of these two are on student leadership as well. Mm, so cool. Riley helps lead student worship, and and Josh is on our missions team as well. So it's it's really cool to see them live yeah. that out, and and even hear their stories because I have a very similar story as far yeah. as my upbringing and, and born into the church as well, but. The fact that I'm so far removed from our youth ministry and help heading it up and they're in that, it's just so cool to me to hear this. So Um, walk us through, I mean, with your families now, and Josh, you can speak to multiple different families. Um, hmm. What what really impacts you of how you guys grow as a family together? How do you learn more about God together as a family? Riley, I'll start with you. Um, I think mostly just the reminders of, hey, what you're doing is not 
Christ-like right now. Like this isn't Mm. like, Mm. (laughs) that's one of the biggest things like at the moment. And we, uh, we've watched like the chosen together and we've watched like different things like that. Mm. And we used to be really good about doing family devotions Mm -hmm. on Sunday nights, but now it's just a reminder of, Hey, like, what you're doing mm. not cool mm-hmm. like <laughs> Micah are you listening no 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 <laughs> I'm speaking kidding. about myself know, right I'm now because it's normally <laughs> me yelling at Micah yeah. but um yeah. and um but definitely from a like just a growth perspective and our knowledge of God Neat. so like how to live in our relationship but also like there's my dad and I will talk about like random things at random times um but sometimes theology comes up, but just like Mm -hmm. in that ways, as we're maturing, like Mm -hmm. to be able to talk like in deep levels Mm -hmm. or on deep levels about uh, theology and just different points that people disagree on. And obviously the Mm -hmm. um, doctrines that like are solidified in the church that everyone believes, but like how to understand like the different points of view, like the differences um, in um, like the end times Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's the first thing you said was almost admonishing one another. You know, it's like it, it, there's this it's, kind of yeah. growth that happens from parents to children that at least as kids, not everyone receives it well. It sounds like, you know, mm. at least you recognize it. And, <laughs> no. Recognize yeah. okay, it and this, act on it. Yeah. <laughs> it to be different yeah. things. Yeah. To grow. But, yeah. you know, that's a one another that's going on with your family. Josh, how about you? How do you? How do you learn more about God together with your family? And you can talk about both units of here in Winchester and back at home. So uh, my family back in China. So um, we would do family devotions regularly, Mm -hmm. maybe once a week or twice a week. And um, Mm -hmm. our family would just gather around the table doing like mainly in the evenings that we do this little stuff called tea time where we would boil a small bottle of tea Mm -hmm. and have some snacks and talk about like a lot of textbooks from fpc actually like Mm -hmm. creation to christ and knowing god and all that kind of stuff and we would um we would try to apply it or we should try to learn it and how to apply it in our own personal bible reading Mm-hmm. and study and growing our personal relationship with the Lord. So, yeah, it's been... That's awesome. Yeah, and I mean, another passage that comes to mind as you guys are talking is even Hebrews 10, where it says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering for he who promises faithful and let us consider how to stimulate one another to love and good deeds. And there's this, there's this audience of the family is kind of the, where it happens first. Right. Mm. I mean, you, you can think about how are you going to stimulate one another to love and good deeds mm-hmm. if you don't know the person who you're attempting to kind of help and encourage in that way. Mm. And it starts with the family. And that's yeah. what we talked about earlier, Caleb, I mean, right. just like the partnership that goes on with with parents and children. Well, and it's so cool because so so they're an excellent example of growing up in the Christian home and, and they've, they've been given some responsibility and, and authority over different leadership teams like student leadership teams. So missions and worship. Mm-hmm. But it, we all as leaders, when we meet on Sunday mornings in our leadership class, myself included, have got to remind ourselves we're not after programs. We're after people. We're, we're not after successful ministry. We're, at, we're after faithful ministry mm-hmm. and, and what it means to to not just try to pull off the, the excellent youth group week for a few hours, but instill in all of our students 
a sense of importance for the the other 160 hours we're not together. Yeah. And and how we can find Christ in those moments so that you have when that we, number 160 hours. When, when, yeah. 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 But yeah, there lot. you go. Yeah. But so it's it is just so important to do that and and so when that's happening at, at this capacity while the Perkins, for example, and the Combs are, are, are being poured into and serving in other areas of the church and in other ways. That's just so cool to, mm-hmm. to see, at least from, from my perspective, to see that happen. Um, and so you're touching on, I'll just kind of rephrase it in a different way. Sure. When, when a family unit is receiving the word together, when a family unit is encouraging one another in their walk and in their spiritual journey, you are recognizing the gospel mm-hmm. and you are receiving that uh, just pouring out of God's love into your own hearts, essentially, which is what Romans 5 says. And then you're, you're serving. Caleb, you're mm-hmm. saying that it, it doesn't stop there of just receiving the information. You're, you're sending out and being on teams and leadership teams and mm-hmm. sharing what you guys know as 11th graders out into other students mm-hmm. and others around you mm-hmm. in the world. And it's great. And that, that's... That I think is the essence of this focus. So let's turn the story now. I, I, I love kind of how you guys are growing internally in your own families. What are you guys doing? And just share a couple of stories. Maybe it's within the student leadership teams or what are you doing to to look outside of your own family? And maybe you're doing it personally or as a, as a unit. How are you mm-hmm. looking outside of your home to show love to others around you? Any, mm-hmm. Anything stand up, stand up for you, Riley? Yeah, mm-hmm. um... Um, my mom and I do FSAT nursery hmm. on, uh, I guess, first Saturday of every month. Hmm. So if you're watching this and you have kids like age two through five. <laughs> there you are. There you go. Go to FSAT. <laughs> we'll be there. Um, and that's a lot of like bonding time for us because sometimes hmm. we can just like laugh about some of the hmm. like silly things kids do or like, did you see that? uh those kind of moments and it's a lot better than like serving with someone like or just that relationship in and of itself makes it easier to like serve together Mm -hmm. because we can have different like conversations about um what's happening Mm -hmm. and different like behaviors to recognize and things like that so that's really cool when it's probably cool for you to see your mom live out what she speaks about yes. at, at home mm-hmm. too. And and that's not often the case with, with ch- children growing up in the church where they, where they feel like the parents other people see on a Sunday morning are not the parents I spend a week with mm-hmm. at home. And, yeah. and to have that is, is really cool. Yeah. And to do it together, yeah. right? Yeah. Serving yeah. together. Josh, how about you? For me and my family back in China. Mm-hmm. So we would um, have ministries in different cities and we would help the local churches my dad would go uh, do sermons. And um, another activity we do a lot is we would drive around China and visit coworkers and believers mm. and encourage them. And mm. if we can, we bring actual help, like daily necessities and stuff. Mm. And for family here, Tammy serves in sale program mm-hmm. and Greg serves in as an elder, yeah. which is pretty cool. Yeah. So, yeah. man. <laughs> Greg so serves as the man. You, <laughs> you, so you see that in action, kind mm. of this this outward focus in action as families, which is great. Let me spin it even one other direction. How have you guys 
received one another's. Just share your appreciation about FBC. And Josh, I'm going to even start with you because you've mentioned that right off the bat. You've always mm-hmm. heard about FBC. What what is there a story that comes to mind of how people at FBC have reached out to you and and just assisted your growth or just just blessed you? So it actually starts when I'm still in China. Mm. My dad, he's been discipled and received teachings from people from FPC for many years. So I a lot of facts that I've learned from Bible actually passed down from my dad. Mm. So like I've been just indirectly receiving a lot of good messages from FPC and this just the message passing down from the generations and it's pretty cool to me mm. and like I I don't know like I really felt the mm. how to say the word I would say ambience the welcoming ambience when I first yeah. mm-hmm. almost just like the love right yeah like yeah. like when I s- stepped in the building yeah. like when I was in the US and um the staffs and pastors they're really amiable to me mm-hmm. like they would say hi and do greetings and stuff and i would say hi back <laughs> and yeah took like, me who's this time. kid wandering around <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's took- cool yeah, i mean just it sounds like there's just this great respect between your family in china and and us here mm-hmm. and appreciation that you know i think we have for just what your family goes through on a regular basis and mm-hmm. and and even how your dad is like okay it's good let's have josh be here <laughs> be a part of mm. just this process where you can grow and be exposed to uh, a believing church and a family of the perkins it's just really cool mm-hmm. um riley how about you how have you kind of received one another's you know what what appreciation do you have for those here at fbc um, I love the different ministry opportunities and the different opportunities I've been given um, as a leader and as um, someone who desires to serve, just the different like roles I can fill, um, different jobs I can do. And I really like the emphasis on check this, check what I'm saying against the Bible. Mm. And that's something that I know Caleb does a lot and uh, mm. Pastor Mark does a lot just to say, hey, like, mm-hmm. don't just take my word for it. Like, mm-hmm. go dig in for yourself, go research different things, mm-hmm. like, but always take what the Bible has to say yeah. as the truth. Yeah, that's, that's, it's very important. <laughs> I think to have people mm-hmm. encourage you and spur you on in that capacity to, to understand, okay, let's look at the word. Don't just take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Caleb, help wrap this up. You know, how do you see this, uh, you know, not just these two really awesome students, but the overall student ministry living out these one another's and, and playing out this overflow focus. Yeah, with with youth ministries operating as if it's a microcosm of the church where we can have our own worship, our own teaching, our own games and our own this, our own little different small groups and, you know, community group vibe. It's it's really cool to to wrestle with the student leaders and say, okay, how are we going to pull this off? What are, what are our values going to be? And how can we keep the main thing, the main thing? Mm-hmm. And that's to love God and love others, right? Mm-hmm. Like like Mark's talked about from the pulpit. And mm-hmm. so a, a, as I step into this role this past year and, and Dennis had the student leadership and, and so I'm really stepping into that role to shepherd them this year. And it's just been so cool and humbling, even for me to see that and, and recognize all of us in that meeting. Like we're all on the same playing field here as brothers and sisters in Christ, helping carry out the responsibilities of this ministry. Yep. And so to do that has been just a real blast. Yeah. And just 
for me to sum it up. It's just neat to see the transference of one generation passing on to the next generation, mm. the praiseworthy deeds of the Lord, as mm. the Psalm says. And to know that, okay, you now, the next generation, are able to pass it on as well. Um, whether it be school, whether it be here at church, you can be a leader and it doesn't matter. Um, I haven't told Josh are. he's the next youth pastor yet. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> you can't be moving on that yeah. quick. Yeah. No, they would not be happy. Yeah. yeah. You guys are awesome. Thanks so much for being here mm. and taking on the, the lights and the microphones and the conversation. Um, and again, not to, not to prop any family up mm. per se, but to recognize that we're all in this together. Um, you have the support and the love of the church and more importantly, your family. So next week on next episodes, we're going to turn the attention outside of the family and recognize that we're called to overflow the love of God, not just to one another in our family, but to one another within our local body. And we're going to start to hear how there's some really cool discipleship happening amongst members of our own church, where we are spurring one another on to love and good deeds outside of the home. Um, so once again, Riley, Josh, Caleb, thanks so much for being here. Thank it's you. exciting to have you guys. And for anybody that wants to contribute, pass on show notes there at fbcva.life slash podcast. And we'd love to hear your feedback. And uh, until we meet again, let's let Christ be the focus of our lives each and every day. 